Hey, all you impeachment lovers out there, we know you're tuning into this episode to hear about how impeachment works and, you know, crazy stuff like that. But we thought it was important to let you know how Patreon works. Yeah, if you were to be impeached about supporting this podcast, we'd hope that you'd be convicted enough to head over to our Patreon page and support the podcast. You can head over to electioncollege.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and there's a link here in the show notes, and do just that. Get some extra episodes, some extra engagement with us, and uh, we would appreciate it. Election College, episode 104. It's all about impeachment. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Hey, Ben, that would be really not cool to get impeached when you're the president, but what the heck does that mean? Yeah, it sounds like a fruit to me, but that's the easy joke, so I won't make it. It's going to be a long episode. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Yeah, I think anytime anytime you get any kind of disciplinary or suggested disciplinary action towards you and you're in a position of power, it's, it's probably not a great thing. Yeah, well... There's a lot of misconceptions about impeachment, being impeached, getting impeached, and well, now I'm always seeing peaches, so thanks Mm -hmm. a lot for that. But in presidential history, there have only been two presidents who have actually been impeached, and that is Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Yeah, and we talked about both of those, at least in brief, during the episodes on the election around Andrew Johnson and the election around Bill Clinton, or I guess more like the election around George Bush. But at any rate, you can go back and listen to them for a little bit of context if you'd like. But long story short, they were impeached. And we're going to tell you what all that entails. Yeah. And before we get into that, a lot of you might be thinking, well, hang on a second. Richard Nixon, didn't he get impeached? And we will get into that as well. But the short answer is no. Right. Process of elimination would tell you if his name is not Andrew Johnson or Bill Clinton, he did not get get impeached. So impeachment means to be questioned about your ethics. (laughs) Have you been guilty of treason or bribery or some other high crime or misdemeanor? And the House of Representatives actually has the sole power of impeaching. And then the United States Senate has the sole power to try all impeachments. So if you want to equate impeachment to, let's say, a court case, it's similar to being indicted. Right. Or something like the grand jury or something like that. So um, if you're familiar with any of those terms and you've always thought, What's indictment mean? What's the grand jury mean? Like Jason said, it's pretty similar to being impeached. Uh, Anybody, well, not anybody, but if you're in the House of Representatives 
you can decide that you want to petition for impeachment proceedings to begin. And you can list uh, uh, the charges that you think the individual may have committed, uh, or you can ask a committee to suggest those things. And of course, um, you do have to be under oath as to make sure you're not just casting dispersions or uh, something like that. You're saying you firmly believe these things are the case and you would like them to be explored further. Yeah. So impeachment is not anything that's new or different or special to the United States. As a matter of fact, way back when at the Philadelphia Convention, good old Benjamin Franklin said that historically <laughs> the removal of, quote, obnoxious chief executives had been accomplished by assassination. And Franklin, you know, he's a pretty smart guy. He said, <laughs> hey, there's a procedural mechanism for the removal or impeachment of a chief executive. And impeachment sounds like that is the way that we should go. So if you are in any office, and we won't get into it too much because we're primarily dealing with presidential history here. If you're a governor, if you're a House member, if you're a member of the Senate, if you're a judge, basically if you're anyone who has been elected, in the United States at least, there is some sort of mechanism to be thrown out of office. Right. And it also depends on – there's different types of impeachment. So depending on which committee uh, it gets referred to kind of dictates the way the, the impeachment runs. So, for instance, if you're trying to impeach just a specific individual, it goes toward the House committee uh, on the ju judiciary, at least as far as the House of Representatives goes. Uh, if you're thinking that – well, um, are we launching an investigation to see if there's been some sort of conduct that shouldn't be happening? Not just like ethics or something like that, but, you know, like an actual procedural problem. It would go to the House Committee on Rules and then to the Judiciary Committee. So there's a lot of different ways that things can proceed. Yeah. Let's get into the U.S. president. We've got the law of presidential powers and duties, which is not defined very well at all. And back in 1952, Justice Robert H. Jackson wrote that there is a, quote, poverty of really useful and unambiguous authority applicable to concrete problems of executive power as they actually present themselves. Huh, what a quote. So in other yeah. words, <laughs> it's kind of like we'll just make things up as we go. <laughs> well, and it kind of makes sense in a way that you would want to do that because who really wants to have to think about what do we do if this problem screws everything up or if this person screws everything up? Uh, you know, you don't you don't want to have to think that that's probably going to happen at some point. But if you're being realistic, it probably is. Yeah. So what we do know is that there have been two presidents who have been impeached. One articles of impeachment had been drawn up, but well... We'll talk about it in just a few minutes. But when the impeachment process begins for a president, the chief justice of the United States, he's required to go to the Senate trial. Right. And, and in the other trials, the, the vice president would normally come in because they're the president of the Senate. Um, but, you know, when you got the president involved, you need the chief justice because 
well, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with having the president involved in an impeachment trial. Needless to say, yeah, and it's kind of crazy because this hasn't happened. But let's just say a vice president needs to be impeached. <laughs> I didn't know exactly how to state that. You need to be impeached. I, you need out of here. Well, if a vice president <laughs> is going to be impeached, it's quite possible that according to the way the law is written, they're going to preside over their own trial. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? I think I'd take that. I'd take that deal. If I'm going to be impeached, I will be the one who decides if I'm going to be impeached. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So... Impeachment isn't something that we hear of all the time. I mean, well, let's just put it this way. At the beginning of a presidential term, the president will take a stand, at least in recent history, will take a stand on a particular issue or try to get some sort of law written up or do something. And you will hear, we need to impeach that person. They're horrible. <laughs> but then, well... Right now, we're not really talking about impeaching anyone. So it's pretty rare. We've kind of alluded to this, but people don't understand that impeachment does not mean removal from office. It just means an investigation into whether or not they should be removed from office is launched. So Ben, the first president who was actually impeached was Andrew Johnson. And as we all know, he became the president of the United States because Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. And this really threw our nation into, well, a very confusing time because we never had states secede and we never had a civil war. And all of a sudden, the Union wins the civil war. You've got the, a president who was trying to figure out what to do. How do we get the country to reunify. You had the concept of reconstruction uh, being introduced and now he's gone and his vice president is a Southern Democrat. So in February of 1868, Johnson gets impeached based on the 11 articles of impeachment uh, that, they, that they brought against him. And uh, it's kind of funny because the words that were used were high crimes and misdemeanors. And we generally think of misdemeanors as a very minor crime. Um, in many senses of the word, it's not just a minor crime. But at any rate, he was charged with high crimes and misdemeanors. And Article 2 of the United States Constitution talks about the way that you should proceed with impeachment. And the biggest problem they had with Johnson was the uh, Tenure of Office Act. And they had passed that previously. And after that, Johnson removes Edwin McMaster Stanton, Secretary of War, um, which, by the way, the Tenure of Office Act was designed in order to protect him from that. <laughs> and then he tried to replace him with somebody else. Again, we go into this all in pretty good depth back in the uh, 1868 election episode. Johnson basically does something the exact opposite of what Congress wants him to do, and Congress brings the hammer down. So the House of Representatives says on March the 2nd, 1868, hey, Johnson, we want you out of office. And the trial begins three days later in the Senate. 
And interestingly enough, Salman Chase presides over the Senate at this time because he is the chief justice. Yeah, so they're trying to vote on these articles of impeachment. And the first of the 11 comes up and there's a failure to convict Johnson. So they're like, okay, so what do we do here? Let's take a 10-day break. Sounds like something Congress should do. We'll go ahead and take a 10-day break. And then they come back together and try to convict him on, you know, some of the other 10 articles of impeachment that were put forward, but those also failed. So basically you have 35 to 19 votes on three different articles uh, of the 11 that were actually voted on. And that's actually just one vote short of convicting Johnson. So he gets away. Well, I shouldn't say gets away. He doesn't get impeached. The first impeachment was more of a difference of opinion between a Democratic president and a Republican House of Representatives. So, Jason, um, you know, with as many people saying, oh, yeah, we should impeach that person. Oh, we hate this president. Yada, yada, yada. We, there's probably been a lot of impeachment trials since then, correct? Not for the U.S. president. I mean... Well, right. I guess you're right. There are, there have been lots of other impeachment trials, but yeah, not for the presidency. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout our history, there have been many judges who have been impeached, and a lot of them have either resigned or are convicted or, of course, acquitted. <laughs> but the next time the word impeachment really comes into play is during the Nixon administration. And we will cover this more in the next episode of Election College with what happened during the Watergate scandal with President Nixon. But articles of impeachment were written up against Richard Nixon. The House Judiciary Committee says, yep, yeah, let's do it. And then Nixon says, I quit. Yeah. Hey, Jason, before we jump into the case of Bill Clinton, uh, since we're talking about other officials being able to be impeached, I want to just mention a few of the other reasons or accusations that people were impeached. Um, these are not presidents, of course. These are just other individuals. Um, John Pickering was accused of being drunk, uh, a drunk and unlawfully ruling on things. James Peck was accused of something as simple as abusing his power. West Humphreys was accused of, or did, in fact, just support the Confederacy. So it disqualified him from that. Um, we had others, you know, things that make sense like graft and corruption and uh, tax evasion and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, pretty much if you're breaking a rule or an ethic, ethical standard that has been put in place you can pretty much be taken for impeachment. Yeah. It's not a fun process. I mean, for anyone, really. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine so. So a lot of us will remember back in 1998, 1999, the impeachment of President Bill Clinton. Right. So the House of Representatives said, okay, we think he has perjured himself. And we also think he has obstructed justice. And it seems like anytime anybody does anything wrong, they get like whatever their main crime is and then obstruction of justice like fits in there somehow. So 
you can pretty much always just like assume somebody's going to get charged with obstruction of justice. But anyway, uh, he gets slammed with this because there were some allegations of an extramarital affair with Monica Lewinsky, who was a White House intern, and basically he had given a testimony and um, another case with Paula Jones, um, lots of issues there as well. And they said, you lied. You lied in court. That's perjury. And because of that, we're going to try and impeach you. Yeah. So the House of Representatives, they were Republican, and they chose uh, Ken Starr as the independent counsel. And he turns over a ton of documentation over to the House Judiciary Committee. And the Judiciary Committee, they're looking over all of this evidence. And they say, yep, we've got four things that we are going to present to the full House. And two of those passed. So on two accounts... The U.S. House of Representatives says, yep, let's impeach him. Like Jason mentioned, the Republicans had just come in and taken over the Senate. And, uh, you know, Congress overall is Republican majority. And 50 senators who are Republican vote to remove Clinton on obstruction of justice. And 45 vote to remove him on perjury. And no Democrat votes guilty on either charge. And so Clinton gets acquitted and, you know, that that becomes kind of a null and void process that happened. The the trial's over. It's kind of like if you're declared innocent for uh, anything else. But I think it speaks volumes to say that, like, all of one side who was the opposite side of the person being accused voted guilty, basically all of one side. And the entire opposite side who was the same party as him voted not guilty. So, like, you have to assume that if there's that much ambiguity that there'd be some people on either side that would vote yes and no, and on the other side vote yes and no, not so lopsided. So, like, I almost wonder, Jason, if we're at a point in the American politics where is impeachment a process that can really fix anything? I don't know if it's so par- if it's so partisan. Does it work still? Yeah, that is a very good question, and especially with. The fact that you need to have that super majority, that two thirds vote to actually convict the accused, will anybody ever be thrown out of the presidency because of that? It's difficult to say that that could ever happen unless it were something as serious as, uh, let's say, um, a scandal like Watergate. My next question to that would be would a president? resign the office in this day and age. And I don't know. Right. Yeah. And I think there are some people who would say that there have been uh, recent cases that were as serious or maybe more serious than Watergate. And then I also, you said about would somebody ever resign? Uh, I remember a couple of years ago when the, the Pope resigned and everybody was like, wait, they can do that. And I think just as many people would be that surprised about a president resigning current day like oh i didn't even know they were allowed to resign i thought they just had to do it so yeah it would be a major shock to the system for sure yeah interestingly enough the polls that were conducted after clinton's impeachment 
showed that about one third of Americans supported Clinton's impeachment or conviction. And even if somebody, if, if it's obvious or not, do we as the American people, do we really want to stomach that seeing somebody removed through a trial like that? So um, perhaps, perhaps that would be the case that a resignation would happen before a conviction. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good way to save some face. If you know, you're kind of beat, why not go ahead and put the country through less garbage, I guess is the case. So, you know, if you, if you kind of see the writing on the wall, I think most honorable people would, would do that if they were able to do so. So anyway, all that to say that's impeachment. Impeachment's not kicking somebody out of office. It's pretty much just taking them to trial uh, formally. So we really appreciate everyone who is listening to the podcast. We enjoy hearing your feedback. Thank you for all the great comments that you leave on iTunes. And we do invite each and every one of you to leave a rating and review over on iTunes. Really, it only takes like 90 seconds. And I get goosebumps whenever a new review comes in. Yeah, reviews are amazing and we love them. Something that takes even less effort than a review is to simply go to electioncollege.com slash Amazon and then just shop like you normally would. Uh, just go to that website like once a week and then anytime you shop on Amazon, we'll pretty much get a little bit of a cut from whatever you're buying and you won't actually pay anything higher than what you were already paying. So uh, you help the show out. You help us cover some of those fees that are involved. You help us uh, know that you love us, which is probably more important than the fees. And uh, it just give, you know it makes everybody feel good. Everybody feels like they've contributed. So go for it. Go shop on Amazon. And then um, Amazon will pay us. And we will say thanks, Amazon and Election College listeners. Yeah. It's the total opposite of how somebody would feel if they got impeached. pretty much and don't forget you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at election college we'd love to interact with you there we will see you in next episode to talk about richard nixon and watergate This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.